inspired by a galaxy far, far away, you're listening to Force Fan Podcast. John. Yes. Take us back to 1977. Nineteen seventy-seven, six-year-old John Frederick gets a T-shirt for um, a gift. That uh, actually, no. Here we go. I'm remembering this correctly. <laughs> we were in a J.C. Penney store or something akin to it, mm-hmm. and there was a rack of T-shirts in the boys section. And on one of the T-shirts were two robots. One was gold and one was white, and it looked like he was kneeling over, to the best of my imagination. And my eye caught this shimmering visage of space, and I turned to my mom and said, can I have that? I didn't know what it was. I couldn't read that it said Star Wars. At least I don't think I could. (laughs) Um, And I said, Mom, what is that, and can I have it? And so she's like, sure. So she bought me the shirt. She says, you can't wear it until you go to school. I'm going to buy it for school. This will be your new, one of your new school shirts. And I was six, so I was in first grade, I guess, S- at six, if I remember correctly. I don't. Um, <laughs> but, like, the whole weekend, my brother and I would stare at the shirt, and we would start making up our own ideas about who these two robots were. And we would play a little game, you know, okay, I'll be this, the gold one. You be the one. Put your hands on your knees and, and squat down and pretend you're the other one. You know? and then I love that. Stand up. Because we imagine he was just kind of bent over. He wasn't just standing up all the way. And um, fast forward, it's a movie, you know. Now, did you and see it opening weekend or sorry, I don't, I don't think I did. No, that's all right. I don't, I don't remember seeing it opening weekend. To me... To me, it was, but I don't imagine my parents took me the very first day. (laughs) I mean, I have cool parents, but my guess is they waited a couple of weeks. They probably wanted to see if it was age appropriate, you know, and all that stuff. Um, My folks at the time were going through a divorce, and, um, and I think the first time I saw it, I was already living in Michigan, so we had moved from New York to Michigan. I bought the, I think we got the shirt when we still lived in New York. I'm not sure. Everything's kind of fuzzy. I was only six. Um, That's fine. And, um, and, but I, I saw the movie and I was immediately changed the rest of my life. This was like, this was like my first big adult movie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It wasn't, it yeah. wasn't a Disney cartoon. This was real people in a real movie, you know? And, um, I mean, just from the opening blast of the trumpets until the very end credits, I was completely transfixed, and it changed my life forever. Uh, Since that day, since that first day I saw that shirt hanging on that rack in that store, um, my life has changed. And uh, I like to think it's for the better. Definitely. Obviously. (laughs) This movie... Is my favorite Star Wars movie. I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously it was my first Star Wars movie, and um, I mean it was it, it was just everything like the, a young six year old could want. There was robots. There was 
cool spaceships. There was monsters. There were army men, space army men, you know, and explosions and more monsters and laser swords. Uh, scary laser, laser swords. Sword, I was going to get there. Laser <laughs> I was going to get there. The first time <laughs> that laser sword came on the screen. Yes. That was like, wow, I want one. <laughs> I want one of those. That moment inspired our, our original art for this podcast three years ago. That was the yeah. inspiration, that yeah. particular moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, who didn't want a lightsaber as soon Your father's as lightsaber. Luke turned that on, honestly? Oh, gosh. Instantly. Yeah. Yep. So much good. So much good about this movie. I mean, it starts, you got the fanfare. You got a crawl, which I didn't know what a crawl was, but I these sc- these words going across the screen really slow while this music was playing, and it was like it, the the words were disappearing into the the field of stars, you know, and I I was just mesmerized by that image, and then all of a sudden there's a planet and there's a ship and it's being shot at and there's an you know another ship chasing it and this second ship just keeps going and going and going. It's this long, <laughs> long, long shot of this huge ship chasing this small ship that looked huge at first, but then the scale of the next ship just completely dwarfs it. And then the first, like before you see anybody in the film, you get those two robots plus another one in the background. Right. <laughs> Instant payoff for me. I'm like, there they are. That's the guys on my shirt. <laughs> then nice. we get humans. Then we get stormtroopers. Then we get Darth Vader. And I mean, wow, wow, holy cow. This was the most exciting opening to any movie that I had seen ever and probably still is. I mean, that is just, oh, that whole, that whole opening. The first, the first quarter of the movie, it's all about those two robots that are on my shirt, which now I know are called droids. Look, sir, droids. <laughs> oh, it was so good, you guys. It was so good. I mean, it's I didn't have good. anything else like that. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know, but I I wasn't exposed to anything else besides that. Like, I mean, there was Space 1999, and there was the $6 million man, and there was uh, Star Trek, certainly. But these were things that were like, a little too old for me, but I was the perfect age for Star Wars when it came out. The perfect age. And boy, I, I, I still am the perfect age. I don't know how that <laughs> happened. I'll be 49 here in uh, just a matter of a couple weeks. of weeks. And <laughs> I'm still the right age for Star Wars. Never the wrong age for Star Wars. Nope. Unless you're my nope. kids, in which case there definitely is a wrong age. But anyway. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> Boo. Yeah. We got we got almost the entire imperial hierarchy in the first 10 minutes of the film. <laughs> From the grunts, the stormtroopers, to the little officer guys, to like uh, Vader, you know, the big bad guy. And uh, we got just about everybody except the emperor himself, all in the first 10 minutes. Here's all the bad guys you could ever want. There you go. (laughs) That was cool. And then eventually we got more droids, gonk droids, and Jawas, and sand people. Oh, God. 
What a movie. <laughs> Does that take you back far enough? How about you guys? Now, l- let me ask you, Adrian. Yes. So you were you were pretty young when you saw the prequels. Fairly. Had you seen the original trilogy before you saw the prequels, or was no? How did you experience a new hope? So a new then, hope was, a new was hope. Uh, the first Star Wars movie I saw. Okay. I, I think as millennials were the last generation to uh, grow up with just the OG. Right before the prequels came out, at least exposure ways. Okay. But no, my introduction to Star Wars was A New Hope, the movie that would later be known as A New Hope, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember why my mom rented it for me. I just remember I probably saw the cover at the store. I'm like, ooh, that looks cool. It might have been the two robots. Who knows? Like, I want that. Mom, can I rent this movie, please? And my mom rented me the movie because my mom spoiled me rotten. <laughs> and I remember being in my parents' room uh, watching this cassette, right? And same thing. We got Darth Vader showing up. We got the robots. We got the the massive ships. We got the fanfare and the music. And I'm just like, well, this is cool. I, I dig it. I, I dig this. Uh, I'm picking it up what it's putting down. <laughs> and then we get to the lightsaber. Your father's lightsaber. In that moment, something just clicks in my mind, and I'm just like forever indoctrinated into Star Wars from there on out. I don't even remember the rest of the movie. It's just that moment that stuck with me. That's how young I was. <laughs> That's awesome. That's how, it was just That's that awesome. moment, right? So uh, I'll, I'll get into, if in the future episodes, as we go along in the series, I'll get into the weird nature of the way I experienced the original trilogy. But uh, yeah, as uh-huh. far as A New Hope, as far as Star Wars, the original Star Wars goes, it's that moment on my parents' bed with a, with a sippy cup with a grape juice that I think I spilled. <laughs> 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 yeah. How about you, Kat? I'm going to talk about a couple here because I grew oh. up in a very I, – I grew up right on the cusp of the special editions – And so I, my parents, for whatever reason, did not show me Star Wars when I was young. Um, Even though my dad was a huge Star Wars fan, they were not very good about showing us movies, (laughs) obviously. So so I first remember hearing about Star Wars at school, and I had a good friend who was in band with me who had, her name was Melissa, and she had beautiful, long, brown hair, and she would wear it twisted up in buns on the side of her head. And people would be like, oh, you look like Princess Leia. (laughs) And I, you know, so this kind of like percolates in my consciousness until finally I was like, okay, I need to see this movie. Like, who is Princess Leia? You know, I'd probably seen other images too, but I'd never actually seen the movie. So finally one weekend I went to my local video store, my parents, you know, (laughs) renting videotapes, VHS. And, you know, we had like a card on file, you know, so that was like a prepaid card so we could just rent videos. And You fancy. uh, Yeah. (laughs) Well, it was the local. It was like, you know, our locally owned. It wasn't like Blockbuster. It was like the locally owned VHS store. And so I went and I think I just got the first one. And I went home. It was like Friday or Saturday. I can't even remember. I had to be about 12 at the time and 12 or 13. And I went home and I watched it. And it was like basically from that first moment that you get the blockade runner and then the Star Destroyer following it. 
and then you're inside and you see R2 and 3PO and you've got Leia hiding in the shadows. And it was like, nah, I was done. Like I was hooked. Um, <laughs> so, you know, and I'm, I was right at that, you know, George Lucas always says, you know, I made these movies for 12 year olds. That was literally me, you know, like I was perfectly at that cusp of like, this is amazing and was sucked completely in. So then you know, immediately then I had to go see the rest of them like that weekend. Um, you know, it was like, I have to go to the video store and I, I can't remember. I probably had to wait to see Return of the Jedi because like maybe there wasn't enough time or whatever. But I do remember like almost instantaneously being like, well, now I have to see the other two. Nice. And so then fast forward a couple of years to there's all this news coming out. George Lucas is remastering the the original trilogy. They're going to be re-releasing the special editions on the big screen. And so my dad, who knew that I, you know, I'd gotten really into Star Wars and I had (laughs) rented these videos so many times from our local video store. (laughs) So my dad took my sister and I to see Star Wars in the theater at the Cinerama, you know, waiting in line. You've got all of these fans who are so enthusiastic. And I I think, you know, we've we've been talking about this in these movies in chronological order, but for me, seeing A New Hope, the special edition, on the big screen, like John was talking about, like that was his first experience as a grown at, at like a grown-up movie. Right. This, I mean, <laughs> I was a bit older. But, like, that's almost the same kind of feeling I have about this movie. Like, this was the first time I remember, like, waiting in line for a movie and, like, everybody excitedly talking about, you know, like, oh, what we were going to see. And, I mean, a lot of these people that were in the line had already seen this movie before, but a lot of them were people like my dad who had already seen the movie and were bringing their kids to see it for the first time. And so that is an experience that I still remember today because it was like the excitement and was visceral almost, you know, probably not comparable to people going back, you know, to see it in 1977 or 78 or, you know, lining up to see Empire in 80. But, you know, there was definitely this atmosphere of great excitement because people had so much love for it. And I mean, I even just seeing it on VHS already, already had so much love for this movie. So, you know, it was, the whole thing was just really exciting to be able to see it on the big screen after seeing it just on my parents' dinky, you know, whatever inch television that they had in their bedroom. I did the same exact thing for my daughter, Julia. She was the one that was old enough to go see the movies in the theater. So when the special editions were re-released, you know, me and my buddy Rick Green, who I've lost touch with over all these years, but uh, Rick and I took Julia to see all three original films. And then wow. when The Phantom Menace came out, we took her to go see Phantom Menace as well. Um, and then I took her to see, you know, Tag of the Clones. And um, eventually we had all the kids going to see uh, Revenge of the Sith. But, um, but uh, yeah, I did the same thing your dad did, Kat. I, I'm like, okay. Here's something I love. I'm going to pass my lightsaber down to my kids. <laughs> and so that was my moment. And now 
I'm passing that lightsaber down to grandkids, and it's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> it's very cool. That's so cool. I'm still kind of yeah. I'm still kind of working on my kids. Um, they, I mean, they like it, but it's clear that we still have a little way to go um, for quote unquote real Star Wars, as they call it. Um, yeah. They're obsessed with Lego Star Wars, but anyway. Um, nice. So yes, I mean, I would say for me, like having gone with my dad. And, you know, stepping into a galaxy far, far away, that's one of the things now as a parent that I'm, you know, and we've talked about this before. It's really exciting to be able to introduce that to my own kids now um, and hopefully see them grow up to love this as much as I do. Maybe not as much as I do, but, you know, we'll so see. <laughs> Adrian, had, Adrian had talked about his moment that was like, wow, that's it, you know, and that was – you know, the igniting the lightsaber, that's his A New Hope moment. <laughs> Do you have a moment in this film that really kind of resonated with you? I mean, there's so many. Well, I mean, you know, you were talking about that very opening shot. And yeah. I think for me, you know, it was also kind of that, not because it's anything like <sighs> legendary, I guess, you know, like Luke, you know, igniting his father's lightsaber, but it's just the fact that it's like all of a sudden you're just like thrust into the action and something is happening. Um, so, you know, it that was all it took. Like I didn't – that was all I needed to, to, to get into it, I guess. So as much as I, I've already expressed my love for that opening scene, really what got me, and I think I've mentioned it before, is the cantina scene. Yeah. <laughs> that that freaking changed – everything and i mean here's here's like you, you, that whole first fourth of the movie it's it's all about r2 and 3po's adventure right mm -hmm. now we get to a scene you get droids aren't allowed in here get them out of here you know now they're out of it and here comes this okay why aren't they allowed in <gasps> look at that there's a wolf man and there's something <laughs> with like a, a hammerhead and the, you know all this crazy the little bat dude, you know, all kinds of crazy stuff. And and that's where we meet Han and Chewie, obviously. And, oh, man, the first time we get to see a lightsaber being used mm. Mm -hmm. offensively. <laughs> wow. What a great scene. Yeah. You know, I would also like so to would... I would also like to add on that uh, just because of its placement, obviously, it's the original. Uh, a New Hope is the one that I always re-experience again. For the first time, whenever I buy the movie again, right? Obviously, I got to start from the beginning. So I remember <laughs> yeah. when, I, when I got the DVD set one Christmas in 2004. It was the first one I watched again. That's the first time I watched A New Hope uh, and was old enough to really absorb it. Like, wow, mm -hmm. this story is actually pretty, pretty good. It's not just flashy lightsaber stuff. This is an actual good story. Years later, I get the Blu-ray set. Whoa. It's like watching a new hope for the first time. This is it's HD. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Yesterday, yeah, last night, absolutely. watching it on Disney Plus with the amazing new 4K scan restoration, the color correction, the mm -hmm. oh my god! Mm -hmm. Last night was the first time I watched a new hope again. <laughs> it is. Oh, I gotta say the Disney Plus version is. Yeah, we all a clunky. Sure, whatever. But the color, yeah. the sound, the the lightsabers have never Except looked so good in that movie. Except they still haven't fixed R2 in the trench run. 
He's still, He's still black. black. Like true. his blue parts are black. <laughs> still, it's like, come on, guys. Well, you, well, you, you know they that up to they me. have to leave a few things in so they can go back and change it the next yeah, time. That's right. true. You're right. Absolutely, absolutely. But I agree, Adrian. I mean, that's that's the one. That's like whenever the new set, the new technology. You know, oh VHS. Okay. Yeah. Oh. DVD, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, Blu-ray, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, 4K, all right. You know, <laughs> all that stuff. You always go to that one first. And to me also, this is the best action film in all of Star Wars. It's almost nonstop action with very, very small parts of exposition. I mean, it's like, I mean, it starts with a battle and it ends with an explosion. And there's all kinds of like... Detention block escapes and trash compactors. Oh, you know that was one of my favorite parts, right? (laughs) And swinging across (laughs) trenches and our bridges and like all that stuff, you know? I mean, it's almost nonstop. It's like the pace of this movie almost never drags. Crazy good. So you guys have mentioned like the cantina and um, Luke switching on the lightsaber. Are those your favorite scenes of this movie or do you have another particular favorite the trench run man it has to be the trench run the whole last 30 minutes of this film are just wow i don't know maybe i'm still giddy after watching it again in 4k or watching it for the first time in 4k i should say but just watching it that like that was oh my god the sound design in this is fantastic and Mm -hmm. they're not pink (laughs) right (laughs) right right so for me my favorite part is the trench run um yeah i mean no doubt for me, the best part of the of the movie. Use the force, Luke. Oh, I die. I know. Now let's blow this thing and get out of here. Let's blow this thing and go home. Han comes back, man. You kidding me? The final, oh, those final 30 yeah. seconds of the battle, just, oh my God. Yeah. The, You've switched off your targeting computers. Everything okay? The score is ramping up. Luke is using the force. Yeah. Here comes the Falcon. Yeah. Let's blow this thing and go home like oh. you're saying. Oh, my goodness. Right. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's- Vader goes spinning off into the nether. <laughs> and you, Kat? Um, I actually, one of my favorite parts of this movie has always been the medal ceremony at the end. Oh. Right after um, that awesome trench run Right battle. after the trench run. So it's, he, just listening to you guys, like, it's it's really hard to choose a favorite in A New Hope because it literally the whole movie is good. And it's like, right. you're like, oh, but I really like this. Oh, but now they're talking about the trench run. And, <laughs> you know, like I was just try- talking about like, you know, the garbage compactor and like, you know, and it's like there are just so many, so many enthralling moments in this. But, you know, one one of my favorites, of course, right at the end, the medal ceremony. There's just something about like the sheer number of people in that scene and the music and the fact that they're celebrating, you know, that they've won the day and they've defeated the empire. Like, I don't I just that's <laughs> always it's always been one of my favorite scenes. And, you know, particularly with John Williams score, just like that triumphant music, like it never fails to just never make me happy. So, you know, you know, it didn't dawn on me until this very, very moment. But if you were one of the other rebels that partook in the flying of the trench mission, like Wedge, for example, who survives the ordeal, 
And you didn't get a medal. How would you feel? He got a he well, got like it in the mail, the man. The Death Star, dude. He got yeah. it in the mail. Uh, hey, man, he was out there shooting Tie Fighters too. He saved Luke's ass. He got it at the same time Chewie got his. Okay, it's it's all good. <laughs> It Sounds was a little good. side ceremony oh. after. Okay, yeah. All right, that explains the, the, particip- okay, the participation uh, award ceremony was after. <laughs> he was in the battle. Give the guy a purple heart or something. So how do you guys think A New Hope is going to tie in to the rise of Skywalker? Tatooine. God, I hope so. You're still on that? I think that's I out hope the so, window. Man. I think that's out the window. I don't think they're going back to Tatooine in this movie. We got to go back to where it started. I, I agree. It's got to. Maybe that's my inner fanboy speaking, but... <laughs> I mean, I won't be disappointed if Tatooine doesn't show up in the movie, but... Are you sure? I will. I will <laughs> be. I'll be. I'll be disappointed. No, I, won't, I won't be, but... I mean, it, I mean I'm not going to... I'm not going to be all butthurt about it, <laughs> but I'll be disappointed. I'll be like, ah. Oh, no, you have to get on the internet and complain, Complain about it. J.J. Abrams ruined my childhood by not including Tatooine (laughs) in The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, I don't see myself doing that. But uh, (laughs) teach the room. (laughs) Well, good. Yours? Um, Yours, Kat? I, uh, I, you know, there have been a couple of images that have come out through the, you know, promo material. And there's a recent image that came out that makes me think that, um, you know. That 3PO needs Visine? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. But um, I just, I, I keep thinking about Anakin's lightsaber. Right. And how in A New Hope we have Luke is, you know, Luke gets it and he ignites it. And we have a promo or, you know, a, a, in one of the trailers, there's Leia holding the remade saber. I don't know yes. if she'll ignite it, and I have my doubts that she actually would. But just the fact that she has it, I think, you know, maybe that my, saber or at least its legacy will have something, some part to play in my, The Rise of Skywalker. My father's lightsaber. You're hoping for like yes. one of the, a moment yeah. like that, maybe. Yeah, to see, to oh, maybe I see you smiling see there. Acknowledge, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe to see Leia act like formally acknowledge that part of herself, um, which we haven't really gotten in the movies or in any of the supplemental material yet to this point. I mean, even in the book, still. And in the comics, she's talked about her mother and has acknowledged that, you know, her father was Darth Vader, but she still hasn't quite gotten to, like, making the same bridge that Luke did. Mm -hmm. Um, So I wonder if we might, although that could almost be, like, Return of the Jedi-ish, too. But anyway, you know, if that might not have some part to play. No, that's fine. The Rise, uh, of the Rise of Skywalker is the return of the Jedi of this trilogy, so by all means, it makes sense. <laughs> I know, but we're not talking about Return of the Jedi here. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> but yes, I, I like I like yours better. Leia acknowledging that part of her <laughs> of her uh history would totally be much better than just going back to Tatooine for some reason. Unless they did it on Tatooine and then we could all be oh, happy. Oh <laughs> my god. <laughs> That would be cool. All right. 
Well, I think that wraps up this episode, unless anybody has any last thing to say. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I, I mean, I've got plenty of things I could say, <laughs> like uh, Jedi mind tricks for the win. Um, <laughs> C-3PO faking out the Stormies is one of my favorite little mini you know, moments. That is All that right. is definitely an underrated gem. I mean, 3PO gets a lot of ish thrown at him, and he yeah. definitely... Um, has his own has a plethora of issues, but that's definitely like that's kind of some smooth operating from three PO. Really <laughs> yeah, if you hurry, you can catch them. You know, um, all the stress is is really stressed out. My 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 counterpart here. I'm going to take him down to uh, maintenance. You know, I mean, C three PO with the lies. <laughs> nice. you know, people that find three PO annoying, they're wrong. I mean, let's just let's just be honest. They're wrong. We love three PO, and yeah. actually, maybe that's yeah. that's another connection right there. Three PO is going to be a major player in this last film. I think you're right. Finally, and getting his due. Finally, getting his due. Yeah, and I noticed that in this film. I mean, I've always noticed the dent in his in his head. Right. It's about the same spot as Boba Fett's dent, <laughs> which which occurred to me when I watched it this time around. I'm like. And they both got the head dent, don't they? Right in about the same spot. That's true. Yeah. 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 Maybe there's some particular pipe that people keep running into, a la Rex Could and be. the Clone yeah. Wars. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've seen many times that or those- Or the Stormtrooper in the, hitting yeah. the door. We've yeah. seen many times that those doors, those sliding doors don't go uh, high. They don't go up high enough because people keep on banging into them. Yeah. Maybe that'll be revisited. Maybe somebody else will bang their head in this film. I don't know. The possibilities are, are endless at this point. That's awesome. Yep. Can't wait. Can't wait. Can't wait either. Well, folks, I say we wrap this one up too. Um, Adrian, tell the good people where they can find us. The good people can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Force Fan Podcast. And if y'all want to f- at me specifically, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Blue Lap Pro. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cat Ray. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at that John Fred. Also on my Facebook page, John K. Frederick. Well, that wraps up another little episode here of my favorite Star Wars movie, Star Wars. And uh, <laughs> on behalf of myself and my my good friends Adrian and Cat Ray, may the Force be with you. And then so, bye guys. It's a new hope. New hope. Mama named him Star Wars. I'm gonna call him Star Wars. McClunky. McClunky.